This podcast is intended as general information only and is not to be relied upon as legal, financial, or professional advice. A professional advisor should be consulted regarding your specific situation. It is also not an offer to sell or purchase Edgepoint Investment Funds. Q3 commentary. Where is all the time gone? Since this is my first commentary on Edgepoint, I was having some writer's block trying to decide on a relevant topic that would interest you. I've always thought that success in investing requires many attributes. Ability to value what a business is worth, discipline to keep your emotions in check while sticking with their strategy, and having a long-term time horizon. Previous Edgepoint commentaries have covered valuation and staying within a narrow emotional band, so I'm going to elaborate more on how increasingly short time horizons are detrimental to investors' investment returns and the important goal of reaching their point B. Ben Graham was an influential investor whose writings laid the foundation for fundamental in-depth research on stocks. He wrote that in the short run, the market is a voting machine, but in the long run, it's a weighing machine. He meant that anything could happen to stock prices in the short term, even when a business is growing revenues and earnings, a stock price can still decline for reasons completely independent. Over the long term, if good things are happening in the business, then eventually these positive factors will also be reflected in the stock price. However, this approach requires patience. The shorter your time horizon, the greater the likelihood that chance may come into play regarding your returns. While society continues to make advancements in many areas, one area that's going backwards is people's attention spans. In financial markets, the average holding period for U.S. stocks by retail investors has declined from eight years in the 1960s to less than five months as of August 2020. Although we know that having a long time horizon is extremely important for long-term success, the average holding period for investors has shrunk by 95%. Most self-made fortunes are largely the result of owning and growing a business over years, possibly even decades, but surely not mere months. Stocks represent ownership interest in a business, not just pieces of paper to speculate on in the marketplace. Imagine trying to replicate in the real world what transpires in the stock market. Let's say you buy a car wash business in September and sell it in February to buy a restaurant. Then you switch to the hotel business in July, but change your mind and end up buying a bookstore in December. There are many disadvantages of doing this, from extra cost to greater chance of making a mistake, given that the seller usually knows more about their business than you do. Another problem is you would not own any of these businesses long enough to grow them. Remember that fortunes are typically made over many years and not months. Imagine doing the above repeatedly over the average person's investing lifetime of 40 to 50 years. Yes, it sounds silly, but this is what happens in the stock market every day. Are professional investors any better? Even though they're highly skilled with advanced education and often CFA designations, most professional investors still underperform the index. Why? They're also impacted by short-term investment time horizons. On average, the clients who invest with these managers only stick around for a couple of years, so fund managers are under immense pressure to produce immediate returns. If they don't, then clients may leave, and if that happens too often, the manager may lose their job. This impatience also works against the unit owners, as they have a tendency to let emotions sway their investment decisions. Many will buy after recent periods of strong returns and sell when returns are weak. By buying high and selling low, they're doing the opposite of what they should. Research done by Dalbar shows that for the 20 years ended December 2020, the market returned on average 7.5%, while the average equity investor earned a return of only 6%. 
approximately 20% lower on an annual basis. Compounding $100,000 over an average investor's time span of 40 years, the average unit holder will have grown their wealth to a million dollars compared to 1.8 million for the underlying fund, or 43% less. This short-termism creates two results among professional fund managers, closet indexing and excess portfolio turnover, which both work against the best interest of investors. Closet indexing occurs when professional investors clone their portfolios to basically match the index, all in the name of not underperforming. The problem is you can't outperform when you own essentially the same stocks as the index, and you're almost guaranteed to underperform when you factor in the higher fees and expenses that active managers charge. As John Templeton said, if you want to have a better performance than the crowd, you must do things differently than the crowd. The top 25 holdings of Edgepoint Global Portfolio account for 74% of the portfolio's weight, compared to only 27% for the MSCI World Index. The only overlap between the top 50 holdings is Bank of America Corp. We don't look much like the index. When portfolio managers are under pressure to always perform, they tend to constantly trade, which incurs high expenses. A study shows that the average mutual fund has an annual turnover ratio of about 89%, meaning that the typical fund buys and sells nearly its entire asset base every year. The more decisions you make, the greater the chance that you may make a mistake. How much deep fundamental research is being done on these ideas? It's not uncommon for Edgepoint investment professionals to spend over a month researching a single idea. Given that we are investing people's life savings, extreme care and diligence is required. There is also an undue focus on the very short term, i.e. the next couple of quarters. When researching new ideas, we'll sometimes hear something along the lines of, yeah, it's a good business, but there's no near-term catalyst, so it's dead money for the next six months, and we'll look at it later. By the time consensus starts to reflect positive news, it's usually too late and the stock price has moved higher. With so many people focused on the short term, to outperform, you need to do something differently. And for us, that can be willingness to look further out. We're willing to look wrong in the short term to be right in the long term. Mark Twain once said, history never repeats itself, but it often does rhyme. Investors as a group tend to ignore the lessons of history. They buy what's recently been working in the stock market, regardless of valuation. Indeed, there's always comfort in being part of the herd and not taking the risk of standing out from the crowd. Like the old quote that nobody gets fired for buying IBM, the implications that IBM was a safe option. If you invest in widely held names that underperform, there's safety in numbers and many others also owning these names. There's a reluctance to invest in non-consensus names because of the fear of being alone and being wrong. The biggest and most widely held names rarely repeat from one decade to the next. Winners one decade tend to underperform the next. The crowd has done a 180 degree turn in the last decade by switching from commodities to technology. They did the opposite in the previous decade where they sold tech and bought oil. In the 1980s and 90s, it was oil in Japan. This short-term pressure to always invest like everyone else, regardless of valuation bubbles, has usually been dangerous to your wealth. It's like picking up nickels in front of a steamroller. Eventually you're not fast enough and you get squashed. The perils of a short-term focus. Frequent turnover and short-term focus lead to over-diversification and not having conviction in your holdings. When prices go down, people tend to panic. What should they do next? Would you be surprised that roughly half of all fund managers don't even invest in their own funds? I wonder if their clients know. 
Executives working in the investment management industry should have the best appreciation that investment success requires a long-term time horizon. But unfortunately, they're usually no better. A survey from a few years ago showed that 89% of asset management executives would not tolerate two years of underperformance and would make a change in manager, probably at the wrong time too, I might add. Is this myopic stance a byproduct of more investment firms now being run by sales and marketing people instead of actual investors? Let's look at the track record of various outstanding investors such as Warren Buffett and John Templeton. Even though they outperformed over the long term, on average they underperformed the S&P 500 index in any given year about one third of the time. Over their lifetime, they outperformed the index on an annualized basis between six and 15%. This success clearly demonstrates that they ignored the short-term noise and focused on the long-term fundamentals. The sell side employs armies of research analysts to study companies and recommend investment ideas to their buy side clients. Many of these people have decades of experience covering their sectors and have gained considerable knowledge. Given the shortened time horizon of buy-side clients, more attention is now devoted to short-term trivial issues that don't matter in the long run, with less time spent conducting comprehensive, fundamental research. Conference calls have devolved into what's happening the next quarter instead of digging into longer-term strategic issues of where the business is going. Many times, these short-term issues being asked about today will be forgotten next year, but will still create churn in clients' portfolio. A recent Edgepoint research project involved interviewing the top 11 customers of a company's products with the goal of developing an in-depth proprietary insight. Our longer-term focus allows us to look in all the nooks and crannies of a company and know it much better than our peers, which gives us an advantage. While competitors are usually focused on the next couple quarters, we're focused on the next three to five years. Closing the circle, Companies are also affected by the sea of short-termism that surrounds them. High turnover among shareholders requires management teams to take time away from their primary responsibility of running their business. Instead, they always seem to be educating a revolving base of new shareholders. Some CEOs spend more than a quarter of their time on this unproductive activity. Instead of investing to maximize long-term value creation, some management teams fear that doing so will penalize short-term profits and displease investors, the same group that's here today and gone tomorrow. In good times, shareholders push for share repurchases when stock prices are also high, as that helps their own short-term performance. When times are bad, managements are pushed to cut costs, delever, and forego strategic investments, all in an effort to shore up short-term earnings and stock prices. CEOs have publicly declared that an advantage of going private, i.e. no longer being publicly traded on the stock market, is not having to deal with all these short-minded shareholders. More egregious cases involve companies using aggressive accounting or even outright fraud in order to make next quarter's street numbers. Given the constantly changing shareholder base of the largest public companies, it's not surprising that we often witness large swings between their 52-week high and low stock prices. Let's look at the percent spread between the calendar year high and low stock prices for the 10 largest companies in the MSCI World Index, averaged over the last 5- and 10-year periods ending in 2019. We've excluded 2020 data owing to the pandemic's impact on markets, or these numbers would be even greater. For example, Apple has averaged a 60% difference between its annual high and low share price over the last five years. 
Names like Microsoft, Alphabet, which owns Google, Amazon, Facebook, and Visa have averaged intra-year swings between 28 and 164% between 2015 and 2019, while they averaged between 26 and 134% over the last 10 years. These are some of the biggest market capitalization companies in the world, have stable earnings power, and are widely held by investors, yet we see large differences between calendar year high and low stock prices that persist over long time periods. Many of the above are technology companies, but looking at wider universe of the S&P 500 index, the median spread on any given stock between annual high and low stock prices has averaged 35% over the last five years. Sometimes these price movements have nothing to do with the underlying business. Underlying changes in intrinsic value are more gradual than what's seen in the stock market and can benefit patient long-term investors like EdgePoint. How is EdgePoint different? We are a firm founded and run by investors. Investment success requires a long-term focus and our holding period is measured in years rather than months. We try to look further out and develop a proprietary view around our holdings that gives us conviction in our holdings. Investment professionals at EdgePoint must own multiples of their salary in our funds. Collectively, internal employees have more than 352 million of our own savings invested alongside you in our fund. Our partnership with like-minded advisors has resulted in our clients having long holding periods and our average unit holder return has been close to the returns of the funds themselves as a result. On average, unit holders in EdgePoint Global Portfolio Series F have experienced a 10-year return of 15.6%, while the underlying portfolio has returned 15%. The difference pays off for our investors. 20,000 invested in November 17, 2008 in the Series F of the Global Portfolio has grown to almost $120,000 compared to only 93,000 for the MSCI World Index. This shows how our focus on the long-term combined with our in-depth research has delivered pleasing returns to Unifors as in helping them move closer to their point B. You've given us immense responsibility by entrusting us with your savings, and we are grateful for that. Thank you. Information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. This is not an endorsement or recommendation of any security. EdgePoint Investment Group may be buying or selling positions in securities mentioned. No endorsement of any third parties or their advice, opinions, information, products, or services is expressly given or implied by EdgePoint Investment Group. This podcast contains certain statements that may be deemed forward-looking. Please note that any such statements are not guarantees of any future performance results, and the actual results or market developments may differ materially from these statements. The whole or any parts of this podcast may not be reproduced, copied, transmitted, or disclosed to third parties without the consent of EdgePoint Investment Group.